Welcome to Relentless Truth with John Warren, the podcast that extracts truth from a wide range of topics, revealing who God is, who we are, and how we relate to each other. Now, here's John with this week's powerful and practical insights. Welcome to Relentless Truth. I'm John Warren. It's good to be with you again. Please like, share, review, and subscribe to Relentless Truth. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And you can go to our website, johnwarrenmedia.com, for more information about our work. Send along a comment there if you'd like, or you can email me directly at john at johnwarrenmedia.com. Well, today we have a special guest. Her name is Dr. Colette House. She is my uh, old friend. We were we were just uh, reminiscing about uh, when we met, and uh, it goes back thirteen years or so. And uh, this this is a uh, a real treat to me, frankly. I I don't always say that, but to have you, Colette, on on this uh, podcast episode to talk about Aurora Christian Schools, which is a very special place. Uh, near and dear to me for a number of reasons. So welcome. Well, thanks for having me, John. Well, I'm uh, glad you can take the time to be here. This audience is going to enjoy hearing about your school. Uh, Your school is a, I'm going to call it a pre-K through 12 Christian school located, if I recall, about 35 miles uh, west of Chicago in Aurora, which I think you've taught me over the years, is the second largest city in Illinois. And yeah. and you're near Naperville, and uh, yeah. everybody knows where that is. So uh, tell, talk <laughs> and about... And Wheaton. Yeah, Wheaton. Yep, yep, Wheaton, everybody knows. Uh, talk about, if you would, just, uh, I know you're very proud of it, um, your school. You are the superintendent of this school, and I've had the pleasure of getting to know lots of the staff and the board over the years, but uh, talk about its founding and, and, and the age of the school and uh, just tell the story if you would. Okay. Well, Aurora Christian was founded in 1975. That's 48 years ago uh, by actually my dad, my father, Paul house. He was a pastor in California and through series of events, the Lord brought us from California to Aurora, Illinois, to a church here. And when he was going to head back to California to put his daughters, me and my sisters, into Christian school, the pastor here said, well, why don't you start one? So kind of the rest is history. My dad started the school in 1975, my parents, actually. Um, and how did how he do with, that? Did, he, did, he, did they rent a facility at first, like most people do? Right. At the very beginning, he it was he and my mom and seven teachers, and they were meeting in, he, he was a pastor of a Presbyterian church. He was actually an ordained Assemblies of God minister, and they started in a Baptist church in the area. So Aurora Christian Schools is a completely non-denominational church, or non-denominational school, and has just been helped by churches over the past, but is truly just a ministry of Christians in Aurora. So we were in a church just using their facilities for the very first year, year and a half, and then was able to buy a local rivet factory, and they rehabbed that for the second and third years of the school. 
and then a big old Aurora's first public high school, West Aurora High School, was up for sale in 1978, and my dad bought it at a street auction for $150,000, full city block, amazing. So that was our um, then major campus Mm. through 2004. Um, but it was in downtown Aurora, basically, and Aurora is a city of 200,000, lots going on. And the the place, you know, the location was not good for surrounding suburban um, families to send their children downtown. So it was just becoming more and more evident that the school had to move. So uh, yeah. that is what prompted us needing to get another facility and led to all this these financial issues. <laughs> you want more background on some of that? Well, and then and then when when did you move to the current property? Roughly, the current property was two thousand four. Yeah, two thousand four. And then we that rivet factory that we originally had. So we had two campuses at that point. In two thousand eight, everyone came all under one roof at our current property. And that to me, uh, when when. You know, when a person visits there, I'm sure their experience is similar to mine. When you picture a Christian school uh, Mm -hmm. with, you know, I guess you've averaged somewhere around 900 or so students over over the recent years. um, You don't you don't picture a school quite that. It's I don't don't want to say opulent, but you don't you don't picture the facilities being quite that impressive. Uh, you've got lots of square footage. Can you just describe uh, the the campus? I mean, that isn't the point of our discussion, but I, I think most people yeah. who work in Christian schools around the country would be surprised to know how large the the land footprint is, the yeah. athletics facilities, yeah. and the and the square footage. We're so blessed. We have twenty six acres, and we have a large pond out front. It was it we're in a kind of an industrial area so it has you know the retention detention pond uh we have oh i should know this right off the top of my head we have about two hundred and forty thousand square feet our we have a large gymnasium the only new construction was a gymnasium we put on the back of the property it was an existing warehouse that we retrofitted mm-hmm. and that is um twenty thousand square foot um facility with that seats sixteen hundred in the main gym and then the ox gym seats some more. So we've had, you know, a huge facility there. We've had audio adrenaline and you know, bands come in. So we, um, full kitchen, we have a theater, just a great facility. We all have a football field. We have a um, uh, artificial turf with a full track football field on campus. Yep. So it's a beautiful space. Yeah. I, I think you, you probably have a facility that, that rivals some, uh, public school facilities in other parts of the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I wonder if you could describe, I, I don't want this to be uh, emotionally difficult, but can you just, I, I want this audience to know Paul house just a little bit, your dad, mm-hmm. um, because he, mm-hmm. uh, to me, th- there are only a few men in this world who, I would say have really had an impact on me and my work and, and he's one of them. And, and the, the, the reason he's one of them <laughs> is, is a mm-hmm. prayer he prayed with me when he took me uh, back to O'Hare after a, a, a visit 
thankfully kept his eyes open because he was driving and your mom was uh, sitting next to him. And, and I remember I, it was an up and back trip uh, on a Sunday for a praise service mm-hmm. that we'll talk about in a minute. But um, talk, talk about him just, just for a, a few minutes. He, he, uh, I know he was a pastor. I know he founded a school. He, he had a kind of an entrepreneurial spirit. He was a, he was a good, um, he was a visionary and, and, and just, just talk about that if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, definitely visionary, but humble beginnings, humble guy. He, uh, grew up on a chicken ranch during the depression and had to work for everything he got. He worked as a, um, journeyman carpenter to put himself through college and um, kind of to make ends meet even on the side. So when he came to California or came to Illinois and was at this church and wanted to go back, he stayed. And when he opened the school, really, it was all on his vision. I mean, he recruited people. He was a great delegator. He would call himself a delegator. He was a visionary, not a slick car salesman kind of guy, very down to earth, humble, get your hands dirty kind of guy. Did, um, our mission, our three mission pillars are relationship, education, and service. And service is huge. One of our um, primary service opportunities is we take 150 kids and adults somewhere every year to do a mission impossible, like a construction mission trip. And he loved that because he loved working with his hands. So he could just inspire people to all join together and move forward. And and so Aurora Christian has never been fancy and slick, but always been the regular blue collar, just working people that um, joined together to give their kids Christian education. And he was the champion of that. Well, and I know some friends of his and, and uh, one of the things we all talk about to this day is Paul's prayers when he prayed mm-hmm. and he, he, uh, he prayed in such a way that you're very respectful, but but he practiced praying without ceasing as well as anyone I know. Um, he he had just such a warm style, and uh, his prayers were uh, long <laughs> and, and, yeah. and 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 conversational with God. I mean, he yeah. one of those people you knew this is truly a Christ follower. This is truly a man of God. Just a special guy. Totally. Well. Love yeah. Jesus and love everyone around him. Yeah. And what a legacy this school is and your leadership is at, at this school. But talk about, if if you would, the circumstances of, of our meeting. I, I actually thought I was going to change mm-hmm. gears away from banking and, and, and ended up doing that and inquired. Uh, I, got a, I got a call when I inquired electronically about a, I think you were trying to hire a, a CFO or a bookkeeper or accountant or something. And I ended up talking to one of your board members and, and he said, he said something like, uh, he was out in California that d- doing something business related. And he said, he said, well, well, you know, this, this probably isn't, uh, something that you're, you're overqualified for this is how he said it, but we need you for something. And he started describing the financial condition of the school. So, so you move, you move into this beautiful campus that you're in today. You know, you've mm-hmm. you've recruited lots of talented people to work there. Your your school is thriving in many respects, but but you had mm-hmm. to take on some debt to pull all of that off. And so, uh, if you're comfortable yeah. talking about talk about talk about those 
um, I, I think it's just good for people to hear what what the struggles were like to to get to this exactly. point. Yeah. Um, sure. So, like I said, very um, blue collar town, blue collar people, just working together. So every step along the way, um, there there were no major big money, you know, campaigns behind it. It really was who did the Lord speak to? How could we do this? But as I said, we were in a facility. Uh, in downtown Aurora that no one really wanted to come to didn't have any green space for parking and for um, PE or anything we needed to move. And so over 10 years, the board was looking for how are we going to fix this situation where we've outgrown our facilities. We need to move locations, but we want to stay in Aurora because we're committed to Aurora. We are Aurora Christian school. And that's hard. And, that's hard. I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's hard for a board to do to do that patiently for 10 years. That's a long time. Yes. Oh, so long. And, you know, you start and stop. And so then families start to go, well, they're never going to move. We're always going to be stuck here. People would pick up the phone, you know, in the office, they would say, you know, welcome. Hello, we're Christian schools. People would say, well, where are you located? And we'd tell them and they'd just hang up before even mm. coming to visit. So it was, it was getting to where we had to do this. Well, several great things, several miracles, everything has been a miracle in our history. A family donated some land and we had soccer fields on it and we had used it. And it also was near our other campuses in downtown Aurora. And we thought we were going to build there. So we'd been talking about that, discussing that, but it just was not working out. And so families were like, well, you were going to do it and now you're not. And it wasn't the best location. Things didn't pan out. Then another farmer in the area believed in ACS, his, and he wanted to give some other property, which we call Deer Path now, out kind of on the edge of Aurora, the outskirts of Aurora by North Aurora and Batavia, some other suburbs. And he was gifting this to the school, and he died just before it could happen. And so it went into... Um, an auction sale with the family. And so we didn't get the property and the widow actually said, my husband wanted ACS to have this land. So she sold it to us at an incredibly cheap farmland rate. So we got about a hundred and uh, at the time, I think we had about 120 acres. And at the time in the early 2000, late nineties, early two thousands, land values were very high. Mm-hmm. And through just a series of events, it was so amazing. We were playing football out there, but we realized this is going to be our new campus. It's going to be amazing. But the land was valued around $50 million. We actually had a had an offer on it that fell through, you know, stops and starts. But we were going to build out on that property. And when we announced that we were going to break ground, we had an architecture firm that had, built, had designed it all. Another school family said, you know, we have this this warehouse, this facility that we need to get rid of. It, it used to be a Chicago Sun-Times distribution center. Um, we need to sell it. Maybe you could buy this and rehab it and, you know, get more for less. You know, my dad was like, oh, no, I don't want to rehab another building. Crazy. <laughs> I want a new one. But... It all, the Lord worked it out, and so the property we are on now, our Sullivan campus, our main campus, was an existing facility, and we were able to purchase that 
um, for $9 million and then do a project for about 18. And so we needed to borrow about $26 million, which was completely unheard of in, in the history of Aurora Christian. Like we did not, ha- we don't have that money in our school yeah. family. Yeah. That, that, that's but, still to this day, completely unheard of in Christian education period, I think. Totally. And, um, but our land was valued at 50 million, about around 50 million. So the bank actually was willing to give the loan on that collateral. And we were going to, we we're selling that off. So all of this happened and, and, the Lord just kept opening the doors. We had um, large financial um, school families that were also advising. It all was working out. The Lord was opening these doors. And so we were so blessed that the, we'd gotten this land. Those were so much. And we were able to get more for less so we could sell the land off and have our property and our campus completely paid for with um, reserves. That was the plan. Right. So that all happened in about 2004. And as we were developing the property, the large property, you know, the, the land property, um, developing, putting in roads and sewers and selling small pieces off to do the development, about to sell all the big stuff off. It was 2008 and the market crashed. And so we still had an $18 million loan. I believe it was about still 18 rounds. And our land was now valued at about Three million, two million. So yeah. suddenly, overnight, we went underwater. And every and everybody that, can all, all all of our uh, yeah. listeners can relate to two thousand eight, nine, ten. I talk about yeah. it a lot in the context of of that economy. There was a a, a bubble that you know burst, and there right. every, every all, it wasn't really. Uh, your situation was peculiar, but the entire banking industry kind of changed overnight, didn't it? And then yes. you found yourself at mm-hmm. at odds uh, uh, with with the, the bank that the one, once mm-hmm. valued you. Yeah, right. And so people can sometimes look at it and go, "How did you? How did you let yourself get into debt? Why did you do that?" Well, we really believe the Lord was leading every step of the way, and. If we hadn't moved, if we had stayed where we were, the school would have collapsed, would have folded because we were losing enrollment rapidly. Parents were no longer willing to drive to the locations we had and they were aging. So we had to make a move and all these things worked out and the Lord was blessing. And then the financial situation hit. So, yeah. And then that's where we were. And then what did, uh, how many students did you have back then? Roughly, roughly before we moved, we had about 180 in high school, and we actually had about 650 in, in preschool and elementary at a really large elementary. But our um, high school was about 180, and within four years of moving into our new campus, our high school doubled. We had a high school of 400 within four years. Um, location, facilities. You know, we just, we boomed and then it leveled out and then about, because then the crisis happened. about what, <laughs> yeah. nine, 900 or so total students. Yeah. We were up to about 989. We were just about to hit that thousand mark and then all the financial crises hit and, you know, people got nervous and people lost their jobs and couldn't pay tuition, you know, perfect storm. Yeah. And at this point, are you, uh, are you in charge of the school at, at this point in 2008? I am. Uh, no. I was a high school principal at the time. 
in 2008. Okay. My dad was still superintendent. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then wh- what happened? Do you remember where you, where you were? <laughs> I bet you do. Uh, yes. <laughs> when, when, when the calamity really starts, the, uh, the, the, I'll call it acrimony. Um, you guys were always very courteous and, and, uh, professional with your lender, but, uh, when did it, when did it really become a crisis? So spring of 2010, my dad was actually on that mission impossible trip that I talked about. Yep. He was down South on that trip with a bunch of high schoolers, a bunch of <laughs> some adults. And he got a call from the bank that said, you have, I think it was, you have one week to cut a million dollars from your budget and start paying back, you know, all the things. So he had an emergency meeting. I was actually, after that mission trip, I went for another week of vacation and he called me back and said, we, you got to help me as a principal. We got to figure out how do we cut this from our budget for next year and we had, we were on like a $4 million budget of so cutting a million was not easy. Right. Very painful. So your bank is, 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 and lots of our listeners can relate to this. Your bank is, is now watching you carefully. They're making demands that they never made before. And, right. and, and what happened? So we, we made those cuts. We had to have an emergency meeting with our teachers, let teachers go. I mean, we made major cuts, but it, it was really hard year. What happened? <laughs> the bank within the next year, year and a half, um, we had the bank had threatened to foreclose. We had done a deed in lieu. Yes. Which deed in lieu? You know, uh, deed in lieu is you give your your the deed to your property in lieu of foreclosure. Yeah, and just the bank actually I'm never sorry. kept that. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just just when when I heard about your school, the there, there's a there's a document called a stipulation agreement that says, you know, we'll let you stay there for X amount of time, and yeah. that, and then and then you you hand over the keys, and yeah. you you had um, the 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 challenges, the acrimony had reached the point, and, and that where where that agreement had already been signed, and that and and uh, in in case people think that why are they talking about this and in, in public. Um, uh, my banker friends are probably wondering that right now. Um, the, the school did something that I cringed over in the beginning, and then I thought it was wonderful as every as as this story w- that we're telling uh, played out. And that is, you you went public with this and yeah, asked people to pray, <laughs> and and so there's this whole huge group of parents and friends of the school and. Um, friends of your family and and uh, church members uh, praying uh, for for this school, and and to be clear, yes. the bank decided that that they they wanted to exit that you were no longer they were no longer interested in continuing this this relationship. Yes. And there were moments where I would call I would say they were fair, and there were other moments where they were a little heavy handed. And you were. Uh, you know, uh, one one thing I will say is this school family has always had an enduring faith, steadfast faith, to use the biblical word. Um, but but these were tough times where the future was very uncertain. Very tough times. And um, in 2011, right after graduation, we didn't want everyone to panic right before graduation. But in um, first week of June, we called an all school emergency meeting, and we brought all our parents and families into our gym and we never do that. 
as far as like in the summer. Right. And unless you're winning a, a, a state championship of some sort, you don't do that. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> and um, laid it all out and uh, had a table and we said, we're giving all of your um, tuition deposits back for next year. We hope that we'll be open and we hope that we can call you back, but we cannot promise that we will be open because the mm. bank may foreclose because all the terms kind of had changed. You know, suddenly the environment was different and asking to pay back much more faster than we had. You know, we didn't default on our loan originally, but it just all started to snowball. And then that summer, actually, we lost a finance manager. And I'm like, what are we going to do? We need someone who knows finance. But in this situation, what do you do? And I was very reticent, but we posted on ACSI website, that's the Association of Christian Schools International, and I thought, I don't even want to do this because no one should move their family across country to come here into this mess because we're probably not going to survive. And we got this strange application from some guy in Florida that said, I'm really overqualified, I'm, I'm, but please don't throw this away. I'm, I'm currently <laughs> call me. I'm currently the CEO of a bank, but... I, yeah. I, I want to do something uh, ministry related. And then do you remember who that board member was? Who are, are we, are we okay uh, saying his name uh, who called sure. me from you California? Yes. Al Wolf. Yes, it was Al. Amazing man of God. Prayer oh, warrior. Yes. And you know, what was so beautiful about that conversation, we didn't waste time on, on uh, niceties. We, I mean, he was a very pleasant guy, but he said, uh, no, you're not interested in this from that standpoint, but we need you. That's how he said it. And and he said, uh, here's the situation. And he started talking to me and I could tell this is a businessman who knows what he's doing, but he, he just said, we're, we're, we're in a difficult spot. Can, can you help us? And then I remember, and feel free to fill in these gaps here, but I, I remember I solicited the help of a friend and, and mm-hmm. we, we began to, um, I, I think the first thing that the bank did is they gave you, they ended up giving you another year of, of life mm-hmm. and that gave, that provided some time. And then my friend came up several times and met, we'll call them loan yeah. sharks. Uh, un, there were, un, <laughs> there were some unsuccessful efforts. Yeah. And, and one of the things mm-hmm. that happens for everybody's benefit, who's listening and who's uh, um, uh, never been through anything like this is, is, is the, uh, there are there. There's a group of of lenders that are they like to take advantage in a situation like this. So we had to be very careful. Sure. Be very careful with that. And then mm-hmm. and then ultimately, and uh, you're welcome to to talk about my yeah. la- my lack of faith at this moment. But <laughs> ultimately, there was a there was a lender who uh, came forward and said, uh, "We'll we'll do this for you." So yeah. explain, so explain how have, that went from your, um, from where you sit. From my perspective. Yeah. So, so of course you didn't come, didn't move across the country and become CEO of our little, or CFO of our little Christian school. Um, but you became like my personal financial advisor. You helped our board. You really helped us navigate those waters. So I want to thank you even again right now, but you had a friend in Florida who was, who came up and, he ended up finding a capital company in New York City that also had um, offices in Colorado that we did business with. Yep. They had an investor in Connecticut. I mean, it just was crazy, these phone calls I would be on from yep. sitting here in Aurora, Illinois with people all over the country, um, attorneys in 
San Diego and uh, yep. LA. It's yep. amazing. Yep. All, all so, legitimate, all legitimate yeah. people in, in this. Uh, so, so, from my perspective, I'm a banker in Florida and had been for 28 years. And I, I did not know, I knew what tax exempt bond financing was, but I, I did not know all of these people. We're all meeting these people for the first time. And, 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 and what, what I walked away with at the end of all this was uh, the recognition that uh, Christian ministries that I value, like Christian schools, mm-hmm. primarily Christian schools, can actually benefit from Wall Street firms. That that's the short version. That that oh, there are sure. there are funds out there, and I've uh, been part of transactions with uh, BlackRock and T. Rowe Price and other funds uh, since this experience. But it it was a little jolting after uh, kind of the. Some of those uh, we'll call them loan sharks for short, uh, and then and then to find some uh, legitimate people like a guy named Bob Demonbrin, who who mm-hmm. who t- turns out to be kind of a hero of this story in many respects, and, yes. and and so this process though takes forever in this particular case. It just took a, a long time. We've we've kind of condensed the story, but you had to be long suffering. You had to keep the faith. You had to encourage your board because you are running the school now at this point, right? Yeah. Uh, in the story. Yes. And yes, at twenty ten. And, and your dad is your dad is still involved and oh he is just solid and he's praying. Uh your your board is praying, your school families are praying. And and then um I remember when we yeah. met we we met. We um we had everything we <laughs> yeah. had done was by phone. Uh-huh. I'm sitting in your office, you have this huge group of people that you just referenced by uh, geography a minute ago and and mm-hmm. everybody's on the phone and we're having these update calls. And I, I remember asking you to mute the line and I said, I'm not confident. We were two weeks from closing and I said, yep. I'm not confident this is going to close. It doesn't sound right that they're asking these questions. So, so before you um, praise me too much, uh, you know, you have to, you have to say, uh, this guy was also a little bit of a humanist who, whose faith was weak. And, and I, I really, I really was not convinced until the closing actually happened that, that, that this was going to happen. Yeah, it's true. Every other day it was like, yes, it's great. And the next day, no, this is not going to happen. The next yeah. day, yeah, the Lord's going to, no, it's not going to happen. So it, it really was, but I think that's also how the Lord works in a, in a community. No doubt about it each other through with faith and yeah. those wall street guys and those investment firm people they were using their skills and their money and their talent to crazily impact the kingdom of god and, and, and who knew who knew that <laughs> yeah. we, that one of them and i i don't know that we should name him here because we don't have his permission but one right. of them ends up being a christian and his wife uh, appears yep. to have influenced the the uh, his affinity for the school over the years. I mean, it's just a uh-huh. a, a wonderful story. But the the debt, um, if I remember correctly, and you correct me if I'm wrong, was you mentioned eighteen million? I think with interest mm-hmm. and all the rest, it was yeah. it was like twenty one ish, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 the 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 bank was uh, was fairly uh, resolute, so. When we found uh, we uh, 
found the uh, replacement lender and this whole process ensued. The lender Mm -hmm. ended up agreeing to, uh, to take a discount of sorts. And it was a, it was a, it was a complicated, uh, somewhat complicated transaction with that other property that you mentioned and, 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 Mm -hmm. uh, all, all of that. But, um, there was, there was a closing and then in typical Aurora Christian, uh, Colette and Paul House fashion, you scheduled a praise service on a Sunday yeah. afternoon. And mm-hmm. and describe that service. What was the point? Uh, the point was just, well, to tell everyone of the Lord's faithfulness, of his provision. So yep. we brought in, we people in the community, past parents, and even I helped, I think, we led a worship service, we did a praise service, yep. and then we told the story. And and Paul, yeah, and that twenty one million dollars, yeah, he spoke. I'm for sure he he did. He <laughs> and and prayed at the end. Um, and then yeah. uh, and you you shared your perspective too. I, with I our did. Family. I did. I I don't think I I did it very well. I was I was kind of I just shocked by by the fact that a closing occurred. And if I recall correctly, this was within a week or so of the closing. It was it was soon after. Yes. Yes, and, very and, soon after. And your, uh, what what do you call that room room that we were in? Is that your auditorium or is that your? Our theater. Yeah, your yeah. theater. Yeah. Our, a beautiful facility. I could, um, uh, you know, the stage area. And uh, I mean, it's just built out mm-hmm. beautifully. And and you had a big crowd of parents and, and, and some students there. Mm-hmm. And I know you know my perspective on this story is when I was done speaking and your dad started speaking and then praying, I went and stood in the back of the room because I was nervous about making my flight in O'Hare and he and your mom were going to drive me, as I mentioned. And uh, Mm -hmm. a little girl walked up to me who said she was in eighth grade. And as it turns out, and I cannot remember her name, I wish I could, Mm -hmm. she thanked me and shook my hand. She had tears streaming down her face. And she said, I just want to thank you for saving my school. I love the Lord and I I want to graduate from here. And I said, well, Thank you so much, but I didn't save your school. You know this. This is God a- answering prayer, and it was just a sweet moment. And uh, there were some other people who were were shaking my hand and saying hello, and I'm trying to you know bite the inside of my cheek so that I <laughs> didn't cry. And I remember hurrying out the door at the end, and a huge man who turns out to be your offensive line coach at the time um, uh, was was her father. And uh, he he uh, said hello as well. I get in the car, and your dad prays almost uh, the entire trip to O'Hare, which isn't that long. It's about thirty <laughs> min- thirty minutes, as I recall. And mm-hmm. and then and then through another series of events, uh, he he referred some friends, and and next thing you know, I'm evaluating. I'm I'm doing something that I bet you do, being in Christian education ev- every day, and and that is. I became motivated by the generational impact that your school has and that I could have in my own way by working with Christian schools to help them resolve their uh, financial issues. And now here we are 12 or 13 or however many years it is later, and, mm-hmm. and your school is going strong. Uh, you, you've, yeah. you've not had an easy path. Uh, since nope. since that closing, but tell the I mean it's all a beautiful story. But talk about the yep. if you would talk about the since the closing, what has happened? 
There, there's a lot, wow. lot to talk about there because yeah. it's, it is 12 years or so. Yeah. So that closing, the, the debt of about 19 to 21 million was bought down in, and split into two bonds. One was uh, about 9 million, 8.9. And one was 4.3 on uh, the remaining property of that land that we said had devalued. Yep. So the investor split it into two bonds so that we wouldn't, you know, default on one wouldn't impact the operation of the school, but that we could sell that off and, and hopefully the investor could make a profit on that land. There were two bonds, but the one that was on the school, and we, they did, they sold that one off. The $9 million debt basically then, so we went from 19 to $21 million to about $9 million in that closing, which was miraculous in itself, but still an overwhelming number. <laughs> um, right. So, so we were paying down on that. We've been paying down on that all along. Our um, that investor from the East Coast, who was a Christian, is uh, was very favorable to us all along. Of course, lots of hard hard calls, lots of lots of just uh, you know trimming the budget and being very careful. And you experience but, like like lots of schools do. You experience the ups and downs of enrollment and challenges. And, yeah competition and and all the things yes and reporting on that every year and enrollment going down especially um for several years after that closing just based on the fear that families had after we had had to um you know give back tuition that one year you know the the word spreads so we had a big hope to get over with there but so the investor actually helped us out and actually called us and said, you know what? I think it would help. You need to really focus on strengthening your program. So we're going to decrease your payment and you're going to pay interest only for now and, or just principal, just different things that he did along the way were just miraculous. Yep. In 2019, just before COVID hit, um, a nearby school could not survive. Like they folded, they closed their doors, but they called us ahead of time and handed over the keys basically and said, will Aurora Christian take over this school? Cause we're going to be stronger together. So we became, we actually added another campus about 30 miles from us. And now we are a district and we have a preschool through eighth grade campus out in DeKalb of Sycamore, Illinois. And our main campus continued to grow. So then we had more critical mass, which actually showed confidence to our lenders. So that was yep. amazing. Uh, stronger together. And then, I don't know if I'm jumping too far ahead, but no, that's okay. two, years, two years ago, a donor that had, back in 2010, 2011, that had loaned $2 million to the school and then forgiven that loan, during the time when we needed to refinance that kept us going and didn't cause the bank to foreclose. Um, That donor two years ago gave us another $2 million donation, which was just incredible. Not two years ago, a year ago, year ago, December. And our lender, our investor lender um, allowed us to pay down at an incredible rate. So at the time we were at a, um, about eight million. That two million dropped us to about five point six. So it paid off more than two million dollars. We paid it at I think seventy three cents on the dollar. Yep. 
which is incredible. Then um, just continued along trying to figure out how can we pay down this full debt. We want to get out of debt. This last year, that same donor gave another $2 million donation. And along with, I'm kind of rambling now. Um, no, you're good. Um, because of a, that donation of that donor, and he had also given some other funds um, to repair our roof. We had, you know, of course, we had some roof issues. Yep. Because of how those fell in our financials in which years, that those donations qualified us for the PPP loan twice <laughs> and has also qualified us for the ERC because it made our cash flows, you know, our, our quarterly differences year over year right. fit the qualifications. So we had we had about another one point five that we could scrape together. And with that recent two million dollar donation and the one point five we we're able to pay off our entire debt. And so today you are completely debt free. Debt free. Yesterday morning I received um, the lien release to our property. Oh, good. So amazing miracle. Yeah. I I mean, not one, uh, about a hundred that I know of. I mean, the, you you just uh, blazed through 10 of the most difficult years financially that a person could endure. And that's just the last, you know, you had 38 years of school history before that with all, kind, right. all kinds of challenges. All right. if, if you, if we people who hear this story ever doubt God's faithfulness, they need to uh, do what uh, he instructed Israel to do, which is remember what God has done because there, there is, there is uh there is no question there. There were, uh, you skipped over lots of um, negotiations, <laughs> lots of uh, yes. lots of trials, lots of difficulties. You did talk about the roof. There were uh, all kinds of other things that, that surfaced along the way. I, I want mm-hmm. just in a, in a, uh, I've got a couple more questions for you, but, but in uh, just to summarize this, this story, I, I have to give uh, you and your dad and others credit because one of the things you did really well is you you stuck together. Uh, you didn't you didn't allow the the facts uh, the the calamity the difficulty the suffering the trials whatever you want to call it of this financial uh, stress you didn't allow it to uh, rip your school apart and and you you actually over time as all nonprofit boards do you you reconstituted your board with some mm-hmm. amazing people who, yeah. uh, I mean, that's a strong board that you have today. And uh, I so want to mention their names, but I, I, I won't unless, unless <laughs> you, unless you want to, uh, but they, they have, they have stepped up and offered their expertise along the way. These are volunteers. You, you've also got a team of, I don't know what you call them, but that, that core group of leaders in your school. My leadership team is I'm, amazing. I'm thinking of, of, of Dan and his wife. And, and yep. I, if I start naming names, I'm going to get in trouble. But <laughs> I, I, I don't know all the names. But, uh, you know, there is so much yep. faithfulness there among, among those people. Uh, and I know they're there because of the gospel, because of gospel ministry, and, but mm-hmm. and so I so I don't want to go. They they would be embarrassed at, at probably even these comments. But 
Um, what a blessing at Aurora Christian School to have that board and that team together. Just talk about that just for a second. And and in that in that reply, in that response to, to this prompt, I'm wondering if you could brag on your school a little bit because uh, you don't do that uh, often in our conversation because you know I know it, but there's a beautiful uh, trophy case, I'll call it, when you walk, is, when you yes. walk in the school and you get about you go straight ahead, you get about halfway in there. There's this lunch area, if I recall correctly, and there's a wall mm-hmm. that that is 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 really impressive. What we've described, the faithfulness and the and the worldview of this school, that that is the heart of the school. The gospel is the heart of the school. But there's excellence that goes on in that school academically uh, and, and athletically. That I'd I'd love for you to. Just take a second and brag on 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 the people who who really make it happen there. Yeah, we have a great group. We had amazing founders, my dad and Don Davidson, who started the started the school and and for thirty to forty years moved it forward. And we have great people now. Same thing with the board members. The board members back in 2000, 2010 that made these decisions along the way. We're we're listening to God. We're following His his prompting and so many of them also helped us through Dan and Phil and they were doing some heavy, heavy lifting, heavy lifting back then. And, and I'm excited to celebrate with them now to share the story of where we've come, but our current board also, um, couple Joe's and, uh, Bob and Jana, we've got some great people on our board now that are doing wonderful things. And our leadership team, you mentioned a guy named Dan and his wife, and he's our AD. He, he's kind of been in the trenches at my side. He took over for Don Davidson, who was a rock, still is an amazing man of God. But Dan has stepped up and filled those shoes and been a support to me and a support to our board. And he, you know, he, he and his wife work for the school. They could have left um, fearful for their own personal family you know, well-being with both their salaries coming from, but just believed in the Lord and um, some great principles that have come along. We just have a fantastic team. And I think the stability of our leadership team and trusting is what allowed our families to trust and stay. Our staff, our faculty, they didn't, they didn't scatter. Right. Like you said, really holding strong that I believe is, is what has made Aurora Christian work. Um, you mentioned our trophy case. We we have a lot of good trophies. We our basketball teams have done great. We've gotten a second in state, a fourth in state. In in Illinois, that's not easy. We're we're fighting against Chicago suburb schools, all of the things. Uh, but we also won back to back state trophies. We have in football. So in we call it God's field, and it's. Uh, everything we do, but Don Beebe, who is a, um, who played for the Bills and the Packers, he came, he didn't, came along. He didn't just, and, he didn't just play for the Bills. He, 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 he made Leon did, Lett he fumble. Won. He did. He made Leon Lett fumble and he helped Packers win, win a Super Bowl. Um, so he was a longtime football coach for us and we won back to back state trophies under him in football and his brother now coaches and still doing great. Um, and the, these are people who've really, um, yeah. you know, I, I, I think of Dan and his wife again. What is her name again? I'm sorry. Stacy. Yeah. Stacy and Dan. Uh, yeah. Yep. 
they also baby yeah yeah they they uh, <laughs> they have a level of dedication to what goes on there and i know there are others and you always get in trouble when you start mentioning names but it's a it's a we're here we're going to weather the storm we believe in what we're doing uh these are smart people these aren't these aren't people who didn't have other places they could go they they no. uh um, but they they uh they 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 get up early and work hard and uh this this entire team is is impressive through and i know there there are hundreds of other schools out there who mm-hmm. will listen to this and they'll say well what about my school and, and yes there are lots of dedicated people delivering christian education but but this yeah. team this team is special and i can't think of another situation where the where the challenges have been as as weighty and as lengthy over a long period of time as they've been uh, here in this particular school. So uh, the tenacity and vigilance and trusting God that goes on there is just a wonderful testimony to a watching world. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, yeah. Talk talk about talk a little bit about and you hinted at this, but you've got. Uh, uh, strong academics. Um, I, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of even your art program uh, and uh, oh, arts yeah. in general, and all, all those other things. Brag about the school for a minute, because as we wrap this up, I I want this audience to understand. Uh, I, I think they do by now, but what a special place this is. It's a great place. You mentioned our art program. We have kids that have been to all the top art. Schools. Our art teacher just now is representing the state in in our state in the national art conferences. We have kids that are doctors, lawyers, tradespeople. I mean, we, we do it all. Our vision really is that that students will follow the Lord's calling in whatever that path is. So we want kids to follow that path. If it's college and doctorates, we want them to do that. But if it's they're going to go be the best possible electrician in the city. We want them to do that and empower them there. We have, you know, honors and AP classes. We are a standard great school and we try to do it all. We're not we're not a fancy slick school. We are a, a roll up your sleeves and get it done, but we strive for excellence in all we do. We have I don't know, I guess I should be able to brag more than I do. Well we have great we have great sports programs all around. Um, yeah, it's just a great place. Yeah, and there's a there's a big family that goes beyond the uh, people that we're mentioning. Uh, it's funny just knowing this school for as long as I have. I I hear names in the community of people who support this school in various ways who oh, who come sure. alongside. I forget Dan told me one time how many coaches you have involved in all of the sports, and it, it's a it was a huge number. This is. This is a big place that does lots of good work and has a, a wonderful uh, testimony in the community. So I, I really, I can't thank you enough. I know the typical listener of this podcast is encouraged by this story. It's a story of God's faithfulness and it's a story of, of people who trust him. And uh, I, 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 I am, sure. I'm a believer in what you're doing and, and I, I believe that uh, we're in a hurting world where Young people are are starved. Christian young people, in particular, uh, starved for gospel centric living and starved for uh, to to learn how to 
walk by faith and to see that that modeled and that's what you're doing at Aurora Christian. That's that's why we exist. I mean, if we weren't training up our kids with a biblical worldview and training them to be Christians in the world, why why even have this? They could go to the public school, but we want everything they do, we want them to learn to love Jesus and share with others. And anything, any comment before we go on, on what the future looks like for Aurora Christian, I'll tell you this from, from a, from a former banker's standpoint, the future Mm -hmm. looks very bright when you can look at that balance sheet and see a big zero for your debt. I'm so excited. I, I took this seat in 2010, 2010 and you know, the crisis had already started. And so I have never been in this role when I had a zero balance on the debt side and, could actually dream and vision and and raise money for just exciting future growth of our school and programs for our students. And that's what we're doing now is we're dreaming and we're catching new vision and we're wanting to expand and, and reach more kids. Right. Yeah. Well that that's exciting and that that other campus that you acquired is is exciting i got to meet some of those people who um it's it's Mm -hmm. it's an amazing place to visit that the aurora christian schools is 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 just a a a bright light i really am i'm thankful that we uh we met and thank you for taking the time this is going to be a blessing to people all over the country and and all over the world as i mentioned to you privately uh we've got listeners in uh africa and india australia and they, they will be uh, encouraged by uh, this story of God's faithfulness. So thank you so much thank you. And for coming on. Thank you. And thank you for all your support of not only Aurora Christian, but other Christian schools around the country and the world. Well, you do that, too. I would too. encourage all. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you do that, and, and you, you play some other roles with uh, ACSI and yep. other other organizations. And, uh, yeah, that's— uh, yeah. That that when your dad referred me to, he referred me to. I didn't tell this part of the story, but he referred me to six schools. He called me the Monday after that praise service and said, "Hey, I've got six friends who want to talk to you." (laughs) (laughs) And and I started talking to schools, and next thing you know, I'm thinking, you know, I could I could really make a difference. This this just feels as a Christian like something I want to be part of. And and I I had had this kind of tug on my heart to do something closer to uh, ministry related, but. Uh, this, this is a, a wonderful, um, it, it's, it's wonderful to, yeah. to get to vicariously experience God's faithfulness and to know that mm-hmm. your, your school is debt free. That's a, that's a rich mm-hmm. blessing. And we're all stronger together when we support one another in the same ministry mission. Well, t- well tell, tell Dan, I want to have him on, uh, to talk about football at some point. Okay. Uh, or, we'll or, do. or just that whole athletic program. Well, thank you again. Yep. Uh, Colette house, uh, Dr. Colette house has been, our our guest uh, today. What a what a rich blessing! Again, please like, share, review, and subscribe to Relentless Truth. Uh, our website is johnwarrenmedia.com. You can send along an email to john at johnwarrenmedia.com if you have questions about this story, this amazing story of God's uh, faithfulness. I look forward to being with you again next time. Thanks for listening to Relentless Truth with John Warren. Please consider sharing this podcast and subscribe to receive future episodes. Connect with John regarding your comments, questions, and show ideas through johnwarrenmedia.com 
or at John Warren Media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. That's all for this episode. Join us next week for another edition of Relentless Truth with John Warren.